it's still real to me, damn it! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. This is Styling and Profiling with Cam and Zam. My name is Cam Porter. With me, as always, is my co-host extraordinaire, Michael Zam. Pino. Gotta wait for it. Doing a little dance there. You can't see it. Do a little dance, make a little love. Get down Uh, We're here to talk about wrestling. Specifically, wrestling pay-per-views. We started with WrestleMania 1, which with with we fucked up, because that was not technically the first pay-per-view on the network where we're watching the pay-per-views. It was this pay-per-view. Starcade, WCW Starcade, well, technically NWA Starcade, yes. from 1983, November 24th, 1983 to be specific. And it and was every bit of 1983. It was very 1983. Uh, they filmed it at the Greensboro Coliseum in Greensboro, North Carolina. It wasn't technically a pay-per-view. Uh, so I feel like uh, most of these aren't. But yeah, we've watched point, a lot. We've been fucked over a lot. At this point, we can, you know, we, we are admitting our, our format is, if it's... If Under it's on the, the pay-per-view yes, category. On the WWE Network, we're watching. We doing it. Yes. Uh, yeah, this was closed-circuit television around the southern United States. So not yes. even throughout the entirety of the United States. <laughs> just the southern United States. Uh, the subtitle of this also that I really like, because they keep they can't say Starcade without saying, Starcade 83, a, a flare, flare for, for the, the gold. gold. Because it's Ric Flair. And, and he's so, going for the gold. Obviously, you know he's going to win. Well, yeah, they wouldn't call it a They're not going to name the, the whole goddamn thing and <laughs> yeah. say it yeah. 85 times. Starcade 83, a flare for the gold, winner, Harley Race. It <laughs> <That> doesn't <laughs> that w- work. That would that would be some Vince McMahon shit, though. He yeah. would do that. <laughs> yeah. He would name a thing after someone and then make and them then, lose. Yeah. But they uh, wouldn't know about it. <laughs> I mean, he's done that a lot. Like, fucking uh, Bad Blood. Well, that was, yeah. I don't know. There, there's been times. I'll think right, of, right. Whatever. <laughs> um, this was very odd to start with because it just starts. No intro. No intro. No introduction. No lube. To who the commentators are just shoving it right going in. in dry with the match all like the right at the start of the very first match, which is uh, the assassins. Assassin number the one. Masked assassin assassin number assassins. two. The masked assassins. Which uh, assassin number two is a. Uh, Somebody we've seen a lot of, Hercules Hernandez. Oh, it's Herc? Yeah, that was Herc. Uh, the assassin number one is some dude named Jody. Yeah, assassin number two is Hercules Hernandez, who we've seen a lot of. Yikes. Uh, assassin number one is a nobody named Jody. Uh, which <laughs> I, is, I'm always weirded out by a man named see, Jody. See, my mom's name is Jody, so anytime but I meet a man named Jody, I'm like, mm, it's weird. Also, yes. I don't like my mom very much. Oh. So, I, like, the name Jody just doesn't really sit well with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not a big uh, fan of the name Jody. Uh, they're taking on Rufus R. Jones and Bugsy McGraw. You know what Jody means in the military? What? That's the guy that your wife fucks while you're deployed. Ah, oh, fucking Jody. Yep. See? <laughs> and it, it's it. so easy to hate. <laughs> it's so easy to hate. Jody. So the second you hear that explanation, you're like, oh, that makes sense why they yeah, call him Jody. Yeah, that makes fucking, that makes perfect sense. Yep. Fucking Jody's. <laughs> fucking Jody. <sighs> And if I'm and if I'm wrong on that, please let me know, everybody. <laughs> but I'm pretty fucking sure that's what that means. Send all your hate mail to Michael Zampino. Yeah, no, it'll just be people correcting me, <laughs> yeah, which I'm yeah. fine with. Because leave I don't, I don't leave all your hate mail as comments and five star ratings on yes. iTunes. <laughs> leave, leave five your stars, hate mail there, but then write the review. Yeah, as we're not going to take idiots. your comments into heart unless it's five stars. <laughs> yeah. So right. write the most fucked up shit you want, but make sure you rate us five stars. Worst shit I've ever heard. Five stars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Worst shit I've ever heard. Can't wait to listen next week. 
Uh, yeah, the assassins versus Rufus R. Jones and Bugsy McGraw. I just can't, I can't not laugh Bugsy when I say McGraw. Bugsy McGraw. Bugsy McGraw looks like he could be a youth pastor. He does. But if he was, he's you know, he's the funny one. He's yeah, he's he's the one that he's hangs out with all the kids. And yeah, like, he's making all the jokes. Yeah, he's the one that's like after he's whatever. Like, he's like water balloon fight, kids. He's like, ooh, my chin beard part is a different color than the rest of my beard. <laughs> I'm wacky. Yep, wacky for Jesus. I've got two different colors of hair on my face and not very much on top. <laughs> no. Uh, he's also, I don't know if you noticed, but he is just straight up wearing loafers. Yes, I wrote that down. I yeah. wrote, is McGraw wearing regular shoes? Regular loafers, not wrestling boots, not wrestling shoes. Fucking just loafers. Regular Knee-high shoes. Knee-high socks and loafers. Wow. Um, he's like, I'm not putting fucking boots on. I'm comfortable. Yeah, they're, it's they're, fucking weird. They're not even, I wouldn't even call them loafers. I would call them closer to like... Like a moccasin almost. Yeah, yeah. Or like, a, just a, like a deck shoe. Yeah, there's something. Of. Yeah, they're like boat shoes. Yes. Something a dude in Connecticut would wear <laughs> while he's out on his jetty. Some honky in Connecticut. Some honky in Connecticut. Honky for Jesus. Uh, honk if you love Jesus. <laughs> he's a weird looking dude. Rufus R. Jones is a weird looking dude, too. Rufus R. Jones is has that. He has bitter beer face, too. He does. They all, uh, they every, every single person in 1983, with the exception of Ric Flair and. <laughs> Roddy Piper have weird faces. Uh, Ricky Steamboat. Okay, I'll yeah, give you yeah. Steamboat. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. No, I, I wrote the first time that McGraw, or I mean that uh, Rufus gets into the yeah, ring. He it looked, is some. Um, he looked tired immediately, but he gets in and he does this like all these weird dance fighting moves. It was he's a like, little bit of Dusty Rhodes. He's a little bit. He's really like jiving around and yeah. like throwing punches. Like, and I'll be honest, shaking his hands yeah. in the air and then sh- throwing both of them at yeah. the person as uh, if. Like, I, if I hit you with my shaky hands, it's going to do more damage. The shaking builds momentum. Exactly. And then he lays it into him. <laughs> it's like you wind yeah. up. Yeah. It's the same. Look, it's it's a different version, but it's the same as, like, Tai Chi. You're building up yes. that energy and then releasing it. That's right. Yeah. I'm talking out of my ass. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to be honest, though. When when Rufus first got in and started doing that dance fighting, I was all into it. Was I was funny. like, this is fucking awesome. But then he wore himself out. Yeah. <laughs> real fast. Real fast. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of hot tags in this match. Just we, uh, come in, wrestle for thirty seconds, tag back out. Yep, we lose the camera for a minute at one point, which yeah. is very interesting. Yes, yeah. There's, there's lots of shit like that. There's a in lot here. of bad audio, terrible camera work. They do have a nice steady cam above the ring, though. Yeah. That they cut to not enough. It's right. like once every match they cut to that shot, and it always looks good. Yeah, but there's just not enough of it. It's a true story. Uh, yeah, this match though was almost nine minutes long. And it is awful. Wow. Yeah, it was real bad. Um, this is one of those ones where I am just dumbfounded at the end. Yeah. Uh, because the illegal man comes in the right in front of the referee. Illegal assassin, which I think that was assassin number two. I think that was Hercules Hernandez. Yeah. Comes in and rolls up uh, Bugsy, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Rolls him up. Right in front of the referee, the referee counts to three and awards it to the assassins. It's a win. It's a Fuck win. It. Somehow. Yeah. There's lots of weird shit in here where like the the referees make their job yeah. question very yes. questionable. Yes. As to why they're there. Yes. There's uh later on uh in Abdullah the Butcher and uh Carlos Kalan match. Colon goes Whoa. on top of Butcher and Butcher pushes like pushes out of the pin and he lands right on top of the ref. And I know it was like part, like it's definitely, you know, a yeah. bit. And because like Abdullah goes for an elbow dropping, but that way. But it was like, there's a lot of like dumb shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, real sloppy. Real sloppy. That was the first match. Uh, pretty much dog shit. 
Um, after that, we get a little more introduction on who, what's going on, because we get the first introduction. <laughs> who we are and where we are, yeah, because we get the they first, definitely didn't do that at the top. First introduction of uh, soon-to-be WCW head announcer Tony Schiavone. That's right. Who looks like a young baby-faced child. A child. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, at one point, I don't know if he's nervous, I don't know how long he's been doing this, but he kind of stumbles over his words early on. I feel like every person that speaks on yeah. this is stumbling Very over bad. everything. But the one that, that stuck out the most is he's talking about Ric Flair and Harley Race. It's the main event. Uh-huh. And uh, instead of saying culminate, he says culminates. Ooh. It culminates in a match tonight in the nice. steel cage. Yeah, he yeah, almost, almost like, said kumite. <laughs> oh, my God. If the main event was a kumite, yes. that would be so kumite. much better. Kumite. 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 <laughs> uh, God damn it. Uh, that leads us into match number two. Second match. Second match. Ding, ding. There's that sound effect. A a match where all four people just have their regular ass names. So this is Kevin Sullivan and Mark Lewin versus Scott McGee and Johnny Weaver. Uh, Kevin Sullivan is interesting. I want to talk about Kevin Sullivan for a minute. Because- First off, match your boots and tights, Kevin. Yeah, right? Match your Very boots and tights. Very uncoordinated. Because they're... It's like purple and maroon. Yeah. And those are, t- and I don't want to go all fat, you know, fancy <laughs> pants on you here, but those are two colors they do that, not are, match. that are similar on the color wheel. They're on the, of a similar part of the mm-hmm. color wheel, but they very much They're do not match. Drastic enough that they don't, when you put them side by side, it, it makes looks you uneasy. Very wrong. It gives me a migraine. It looks like a mistake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which a lot of what Kevin Sullivan did was. Yes. Uh, so Kevin Sullivan uh, got real popular in. WCW in the early days of WCW, he had a feud with Hulk Hogan where he had the Dungeon of Doom and all mm-hmm. this weird shit. But before then, he had like a satanic. He was thing, he had he? this satanic gimmick where he was just a satanist. That yeah. was his whole gimmick, and he was married to a woman who was just named Woman. Yes, who was actually Nancy Benoit, who was uh-huh. Chris Benoit's wife. She left Kevin Sullivan for Benoit. Now, I don't know if we've talked about the Chris Benoit stuff on here. If you're a fan of wrestling, I'm sure you know Chris Benoit murdered his wife and kid and then himself. It was a big thing. Um, But there's this huge conspiracy theory with people that don't understand that wrestling is fake and acting that think Kevin Sullivan actually murdered Chris and Nancy and Daniel Benoit. That's amazing. And they think he's a real, like, the Satanist wasn't a gimmick. He's a real full-on Satanist, and he murdered all of them either in a Satanic ritual or just because he was mad that Nancy left him for Chris. That's amazing. It's if you get on, just type in Kevin Sullivan conspiracy. I spent an hour last night in that just reading hole. dumb shit <laughs> of people that do not understand that what a gimmick is and yeah. they think wrestling is real. It's fucking insane. It's amazing. <laughs> I wish I had time to read it. Like I want to do a side podcast, we'll just get, like a we'll little a thirty minute episode, episode that's yeah. just me reading people's insane shit about yeah. kevin sullivan we should start doing that little we mi- should. mini i want to because i also want to do uh we're recording this uh what day is it today is uh wednesday july 19th okay there's a lot of cool stuff i, I want to review the glow tv series yes that was just made by the creators of orange yes. is the new black because that's a fucking great show and it's based on the original glow which is great i want to do a an fictionalized about that. version fictionalized version well yes. yeah so i'll do are, something yeah. with that absolutely um yeah so kevin sullivan crazy fucking like i actually think he's a pretty decent wrestler this match wasn't as terrible as the first one i thought no 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 no, not um, as bad not nearly as bad although I, it did lose me for a second but then i got brought back when they pulled out the weapon yes which was it a, i okay. couldn't tell he, here's the, here's my theory because 
he pulls it out and he's holding it like a knife and it's like an elongated yeah. white object. Yeah. And then he at first he hits the guy over the head with it and then he pushes it against his head and then keeps the pressure there as if yeah. he's driving it into his skull and then all of a sudden the guy is super super bloody. Uh, which leads me to believe maybe it was some sort of almost like a bingo dauber. Yeah. That was just full of red ink. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. That That's the other. Like, I don't. So nowadays, especially in the WWE, they fake a lot of blood. Like, sometimes somebody will legit get busted open, but a lot of times they just use blood packets. But back then, I'm pretty sure every blood we saw, which was a lot tonight, was, oh, uh, yes. everyone that got color, like, got it for real. Right. So that, you know. That 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 definitely pokes holes in my theory. Yeah. But the way he was like pressing it against there, I was like, "What is that fucking bingo dauber? What is yeah. he doing?" <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was something with it's a handle. Very strange. Yes. But I couldn't tell. I thought it was a staple gun at first. No, but I couldn't it didn't tell. even. It was. Uh, it looked like a marker. Or yeah. a Sharpie or something. Or, that's, or a, a, yeah. That's the other thing. Like we've been reviewing all the early WWF pay per views, and there's been a couple of times with some blood here and there. Nothing bad. But every single fucking match, there's a lot of blood. This is like this is almost like ECW, like hardcore shit. And in our next match, we're gonna get into some real gross blood. Yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) Uh, This match, second shortest match on the show. This match was only almost seven minutes. Well, because it ends with you know weapons and violence. Yeah, yeah, shit goes crazy. Um, Yeah, lots. I just wrote down lots of fucking blood. Who who won? Um, that was <laughs> Sullivan and Mark Lewin. That's right. They won. I don't remember how. I, uh, think, I they think, just... think they started stabbing the that's other guys, right. and then the referees were like, that's how you win. <laughs> yeah. Just stab each <laughs> the other. The referees death. were really off in yeah. this. Uh, after that, we get uh, Ooh, introduced to here a woman named Barbara Clary, who was a very attractive young lady. Very cute. From 1983. Did not seem like she should be in the wrestling biz. No. I like the only people that I can think of from 1983 that I would like say were attractive are her and Debbie Harry from Blondie. <laughs> that's about it. Those are the only women that I can look at at that time and go, yes. And that's because of the style, not because there weren't attractive no, women. Let's, no, it's just let's put that out no, there. There were very attractive women yes, in the 80s, yes. but the style of hair and makeup and oh, clothing, and clothing, not good. Yes, not very, not good for someone lots, who grew up in the lots 90s. Lots of unflattering clothing. Mm-hmm. Like, lots of shoulder pads. Yeah. Lots of big sweaters. High waisted pants yeah. and yeah. and not the right kind of high waisted no, pants. The bad kind. Because they can be done right. Yeah. The kind that comes up to like right under their tits. Oof. Yeah. Ooh, they're so weird. Yeah. Even if you don't like How even, can that be comfortable, by the way? Even if you're fit, like even if you <laughs> have like a flat stomach and you wear clothes that come up to above your waist, it's gonna look like you're fat. And also, what happens when you sit down? Yeah. Doesn't I don't that know. not work? I don't know. The weird. 80s was weird. Someone man. come in and explain how. Yeah, somebody come in and explain 80s fashion to us. Because <laughs> we don't get it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Barbara. She, yeah, Barbara, right? Bar- Barbara Clary. Clary. Yeah, she's doing some interviews with uh, uh, people at ringside, some mm-hmm. regular fans who are. Uh, she's asking them who they think is going to win. And, and I'm pretty sure the mic fucks up almost every time they cut. Almost to her. every time. And it's also, you know, it's Charlotte, North Carolina, so it's very, like, redneck. Well, type I think of what people. happened is, is this is 1983, and, yeah. and she's using a wireless mic. Right. And this has got to be in the very early stages of wireless mics. Yeah. So I think they're getting fucked over by early technology. Yeah, that. But then she asks them, like, who do you think is going to win tonight? And they're like, ah, oh, Ric Flair, most definitely. Yep. Everybody. It's re- like, I don't mean to harp on these people, but. Well, it's in North Carolina. Yeah, like you're getting what you're getting. It's it's yeah. <laughs> the 80s in North Carolina. Woo! They're still mad about the Civil War. 
<laughs> Probably. Uh, after that, we get a little promo with Harley Race, yeah. who looks so much fucking better than just like two years from now in 1985. Yes. His hair is a different color. His hair—he—it's—it's it's not dyed blonde for he's some got, reason. He's got that very interesting facial hair. That he's got the limmy beard. The sideburns yeah. just go straight into the mustache, yep. and then nothing on the nothing chin. nothing on the chin. The friendly mutton chops yes. is what it's called. The limmy from Motorhead. Triple yes. H had it for a while as a tribute to Harley Race. Nice. Uh, I've worn it several times in my life because I think it looks badass. Nice. The problem is, like, I love—I I love having that type of beard. But I hate having like eight chins. Sure. And when you wear that type of beard, those sure. chins are very prominent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they're sort of uh, per- more pronounced. Exactly. <laughs> it's like yeah. you're, you're it showcasing draws them. attention. You're showcasing to your them. fat fucking neck. Yeah, well, we don't yeah. want to do that. No. <laughs> um, boy, oh boy! And then Harley Race, very soft spoken. Very soft. He <laughs> doesn't. Quiet. He doesn't sound as gruff. No. He's still. He's still got that Harley Race sound. Yeah. But it's not. I'm gonna be a Harley Race, and he's wearing a suit that it's 1983, but his suit says 1977. Yeah, like there's yeah. a lot about this that made me feel like it was in the 70s, not the 80s. There's a lot of like I think wrestling, the culture of wrestling was still very much stuck in the 70s. Well, and, and you know we are in the South, and we can definitely vouch that uh, sometimes we're a few years behind cultural yeah. trends. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, so there's a little bit yeah. of that in there too. I think with the internet, it's gotten better. For sure. But I definitely remember the early 2000s. Yeah, like we back were... then, they didn't know that 1983 clothes were out, so they were still <laughs> right. in 1977 yes. clothes. I remember being in high school, you know, getting ready to graduate in 2006, and people were still dressed like it was the 90s. Oh, yeah. Because they didn't know any better. Right? Yeah. Which, to be fair, I still had a D-Generation X shirt that I wore, like, almost every day. Nice. So I can't really say anything. Yeah, it's all right, though. Uh, that leads us into match number three. Whoa, uh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we go. Which, this is the only straight singles match in yep. the entire... Everything else is tag teams. We got the dog collar match and then the steel cage match. Yep. Uh, this is also the shortest match at only four and a half minutes. It's also the grossest. Also the grossest. This is Carlos Colan from Puerto Rico and Abdullah the Butcher from not anywhere his name would imply. He's from Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Yeah. Um, Abdullah the Butcher, if you don't know who he is... I urge you to look him up because he is fucking insane. He looks like a, a, a dark-skinned King Hippo from he do- yes, Tyson's perfect. Except he he fucking so Abdullah comes from the old school like real hardcore style of wrestling where you know it's all every match has to have blood, every match has to have weapons, and he's got these giant scars. fucking scars on his forehead where he bladed way too deep, yeah, and it just left these giant gashes. There's actually stories. Um, Mick Foley, I know, told one where they would like go to casinos and just to like you know have fun and shit and be goofy. He would take the chips, the poker chips, and put them in his scars on his head and just hold them there. Gross. That's how fucking deep and gross these scars are. Ugh. And doesn't he also have uh, a little bit of that? Uh, some like a hepatitis. Uh, yes, he does. Yeah. Yes. That was so that was a big. Yeah. The second he started bleeding, <laughs> I got very uncomfortable. I don't know if he had it back then. Either but, way, it was yeah. super unnerving for me because all I could think was like, oh, my God, he's getting it right now. He's <laughs> catching it right now. Carlos Colon has hepatitis because now. Because there's a part where he's bleeding and then and Carlos, Carlos bites him. Pretends- he starts biting his fucking forehead. I'm like, you're getting it in your mouth. Ugh. Dude, that's gross. Ugh. God, oh, yeah, my this God. match was bloody and brutal as shit. Uh, Carlos Colon is cool, too. I like him a lot and his sons. 
uh, are both active, really good wrestlers. One son wrestled in the early 2000s as Carlito, who was really cool. And his other son wrestles now as part of the uh, uh, the Shining Stars, who was the Puerto Rican gimmick. This was also just a regular match. Yeah. Where the rule the regular rules are supposed to be in play. But but another one where the weapon is used directly in front of the referee yeah. and he just lets it go. I'm right. I wrote down you can impale someone and not get DQ'd. <laughs> yeah. I think the rules back then were a lot different. Weird. Um this also has a fucky ending cuz Kolan has Abdullah in a figure 4. Which looked like it was really hard to do. Yeah. Um, His legs are very thick. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. This is after I said earlier, you know, they do the whole spot where he throws him on the ref and then he goes to drop an elbow drop on Kolan, but Kolan moves out of the way, so he drops on the ref. So the ref is knocked out. Um, Kolan has Abdullah in the figure four, and then Abdullah's manager comes in and hits Kolan with something. Yes. Wasn't it, uh, was it a cane? Gary, Gary Hart? Or no, who was uh, his no, manager? It's uh, uh, Hugo Savinovich. Sev- yeah, 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 yeah. Hugo Savinovich. Spell it. S a v i n o v i c h. Savinovich. Savinovich. Hugo Savinovich. Yeah. Hugo, son of a bitch. Hugo, Russian son of a bitch. Hugo, Russian son of a bitch, comes in and hits Kolan with a foreign object, and then Abdullah gets the pin. I bet he knows that Russian lawyer lady. Oh. Yeah. We're not gonna get political. It's probably her dad. That son of a bitch. Yep. So there's a lot of Abdullah the Butcher's gross yeah. hepatitis blood on the ring. At one point, I just wrote down, this is weird. Because the match gets real weird. I literally wrote down, gross, yes. weird, and gross. Yes. Uh, All during the same match. Gross twice, weird in the middle. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, then we get a uh, another promo. Another promo. An interview. Uh, in the last match, one of the people who got uh, bloodied got yeah. impaled on the arm. Yeah, uh, and then th- he's getting okay. interviewed. So, so there's two people. There's there's Johnny Weaver and uh, who was the other guy? Scott McGee. That was his name. Yes. Right? Yeah, Johnny Weaver and Scott McGee. Johnny Weaver gets a little boo boo on his arm. Yep. Gets some blood. Scott McGee gets fucking destroyed in his head. Right. Like total red crimson mask. Like it look. I thought it was his eye at first. It's bad. It looks bad. Right. So they he cut. Is. Yeah. They cut to this promo, <laughs> and Johnny Weaver's giving this mumbling. You know, talking about nothing. And you see his arm is wrapped up, and you see the right. blood cutting through it. And then the camera slowly pans out, and Scott McGee is just dead. Bleeding out. He's bleeding. He's No, like, why did you bandage that dude's arm first before getting to the dude with uh, just no forehead anymore? Sorry, Scott, we're going to need to do a quick interview before we give you medical attention. (laughs) It's it's, like I literally panned out and he's just sitting there, blood gushing out of his head. And I'm like, that dude's fucking dead. My note specifically says man dying during interview. (laughs) No one does shit about it. Yes, it just it baffled my mind. Like, Why would you bandage that dude's arm first? Well, priorities. Uh, yeah, right. He had to give the mumbling bromo. Yeah, it was like, well, I can't be interviewed. I've lost too much blood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> after oh, that, I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I just wrote down, Barbara Cleary is cute AF and keeps interviewing randos. <laughs> so, <laughs> that happens. Uh, that takes us in. Where is she now? We, we need to do a I'm where a, is yeah, she now on, on Barbara Barbara. Barbara Cleary. Babs. Babs Cleary. Is she Renance, uh, related to Beverly Cleary? Uh, I don't know who that is, so I'm going to say no. Children's book author? Oh, shit. Yeah, I got no idea. Well, all right. Uh, <laughs> oops. Be- Beverly and Barbara. 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 Barbarella. 
blah blah. Bra 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 Cleary. <laughs> um, she is nowhere. She did nothing after like there's she doesn't even have a uh, like Wikipedia a Wikipedia page. or anything. No. Whoa. Um, Poor gal. <laughs> okay. For more than four years, beginning in 1980, Barbara Clary sat side by side with Gordon Solly as an announcer. That's literally all the information wow. anywhere on her. No one knows if she's alive. That's kind of sad. Let's find her. She was like, she was good too. Fi- like she had a good mic voice. And let's track her down. Yeah, we're gonna find her. We're gonna. It's gonna yeah. be our side podcast finding Barbara. Finding Clary. Barbara Clary. <laughs> <laughs> it's just us watching old episodes, going, man, she is really. I wonder cute. where she is. I wonder where she is. No actual investigative. Nothing. <laughs> um. Jesus. Uh. So we get to the fourth match. Fourth match, another tag team match. Uh, second longest match on the show at uh-huh. 15 minutes. Bob Orton Jr. Yep. Dirty Dick Slater. A.K.A. Or Bob Orton Jr., a.k.a. Chris O'Dowd. <laughs> yes, Cowboy Bob Orton, Chris O'Dowd, uh, who are taking on Mark Youngblood and Wahoo McDaniel. Wahoo and Wahoo, McDaniel. Yeah, Wahoo Those McDaniel. Those two names together, so weird to me. I, I love Wahoo. Wahoo. Very, you know, Native American right. tells you. And that's he has a Native American gimmick. His last name is McDaniel. McDaniel. His real name is Edward McDaniel. Uh, Not Native American. To be fair, though, name. he is an actual Choctaw Chickasaw Native American. Right, so, but you wonder how he got the McDaniel part. Yeah. Probably wasn't pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Not a good, I don't know. Hey, um, So there, were, there was this thing in the 70s. Uh, kind of a trend amongst wrestlers. But you remember in the 70s they had like the iron-on t-shirts where you would iron on the letters yes. and make your own t-shirts? That became big in the 70s in wrestling. Yeah. So all the wrestlers would have like their own t-shirts. They would just like, One of my favorites is uh, uh, Terry Funk was feuding with Dusty Rhodes, and he just made a shirt that just says, Dusty Sucks Eggs, and it's fucking beautiful. Dusty Sucks <laughs> Dusty Eggs. Dusty Sucks Eggs. But the most famous one came from Greg Tiny Face the Hammer Valentine, uh-huh. Who uh, had a great feud with Wahoo McDaniel and in kayfabe in storyline broke Wahoo's leg with a figure four leg lock and so for years he wore this shirt that just said I broke Wahoo's leg. <laughs> That's all it said and it's the greatest fucking T-shirt I've ever seen and I want one so That's bad. That's amazing. Yeah, and there's been a lot of like uh, just recently there's a great fucking probably my favorite tag team right now called the Revival and they were feuding with uh, the New Day and in kayfabe again they broke. Uh, Kofi Kingston's ankle, and they came out the next week in t-shirts in the style of that that just said, we broke Kofi's ankle. Wow. And it was fucking brilliant. Great fucking callback. Um, uh, the first thing I wrote on this was, uh, hey guys, don't slip on that hepatitis. <laughs> the ring is stained with fresh hep C blood. Blech. Yeah, not good. Barf! I felt so <laughs> gross. I wanted to bathe for everyone yeah. like on their behalf. Uh, this okay. Uh, this is also so we haven't mentioned our two announcers are Bob Cottle and Gordon Sully, uh, and I don't know which one. I think it's Gordon. I noticed it at this point. Uh, he keeps referring to suplexes yes. as suplexes. A nice, uh, nice creamy suple. A suple. At first, I thought he said souffle. I did too. Which is a dessert. And, and I, yeah. every time he said it, I. Would think of souffle. Yeah. Uh, but at one point, he said a nice high vertical souffle, souffle. And I'm like, that makes sense as souffle as well <laughs> yes, because you want it to rise. You want it to rise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Souffle. Which Motherfucker, I mean, it's not French. Yeah. You have to pronounce the X. 
I'm looking both of them up. Gordon Sully is from Minnesota. Gordon Sully is just a, a fucking pretentious cocksucker that yeah. wanted to sound like fucking Howard Cosell. Yeah, Bob Cottle is from uh, North Carolina. Like, that's so. part of what made, like, the announcer, him specifically, made me feel like this yeah. was 1967. Yeah. And yeah. he was trying to fucking announce, like, Ali versus Frazier. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you are uh, not on I'm that level. Vertical suple. It's like, <laughs> fuck you, man. Just it's a suplex. And there we go. We've got a nice high vertical suplex. I can't I'm in wait. the old times. I can't wait till when NWA officially becomes WCW and Dusty Rhodes is the announcer. Yeah, because it's so good, boy. But he, he got a even, bicycle. But even him, even he was so so stumbly on these interviews. Look, look I, I talked last time about how much I love Dusty Rhodes, about how he is my true to life hero. But, goddamn, it's hard to understand him sometimes. <laughs> Especially at the end of this, after the main event, he has, uh, a, or before the main event, he's in the crowd with Barbara Clary interviewing randos. Yes. And he just starts going off. He's like, I know who's going to win, but I'm not going to tell you, No, baby. no, no. He goes, he goes, he asks them who yeah, they think is going to win. And win. then he goes, you want to know who I think is going to win? Well, I'm going to tell you who's going to win. And I'm not going to no, tell, tell you. No, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, Dusty, you scamp. Yeah, fucker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because that, that, that's the thing, too. Uh, this The whole thing's built on whoever wins the championship, Harley Race, Ric Flair, they have to take on Dusty, Dusty Rhodes. So Dusty keeps showing up, has a bunch of great promos, and then, uh, yeah, we'll get yeah. there. Um, ooh, uh, on this I wrote uh, that everyone's hair in this is... Instead of all the mullets that we get a few years, a couple years later in, in WWF, this is the helmet of curls yes. era, yes. where everybody's hair was so curly uh-huh. and like tightly curled that a lot of it just looked like helmets. It like did. The, their hair curves in a way that's unnatural yeah. when it looks completely dry and without. You product. can see it going from like the seventies perm yeah. to the eighties mullet, where they kept the this perm was the in the transitional front, phase, but let the back grow out, but it's still <laughs> curly as hell. Yeah, ah, super weird. Uh, and then I wrote down, there's a part where Dick Slater uses, uh, like, the junkyard dog crawl across the yeah. mat headbutt, yeah. which will do nothing, guys. Yeah, there's nothing. no way you can crawl there's fast no momentum enough. There. No one can crawl yeah. fast enough to build enough momentum to actually do yeah. damage. Also, back to the suplay thing. Like, one of the announcers is trying to be all fucking fancy saying suplay, but then the ring, the ring announcer... Uh, Introduces introduces Bob Orton as being from Kansas City, Missouri. Yep, Missouri. Missouri. And then we also get uh, he's trying to be fancy and say souffle, but then he also says tomahawk chop. Yeah, not tomahawk. Tomahawk. Because we got Mark Youngblood, Ronald it, McDaniel, both. Native I wrote American it down gimmicks. as if it was first name, last name, first name Tommy, last name Hawk. Tommy Hawk. Tommy Hawk yeah. chop. God, that's named, feel- named after classic wrestler Tommy, Tommy Hawk. Hawk. That feels like it would be a Street Fighter character. Yes. <laughs> Tommy Hawk. <laughs> oh, well, there is fuck. T-Hawk, the Native American guy in Street Fighter. Too, oh, but his, shit, his name is Thunderhawk, though. Yeah, but yeah. Thunder might be his nickname, and his real name's Tommy. Tommy Thunderhawk. Tommy Thunderhawk. <laughs> T-Hawk. T-Hawk. Uh, I wrote down, did not see the ending and could not care less. Yeah. Did not see how it ended and did not rewind to yeah. catch it. Uh, yeah, there's one point... Um, uh, Valentine is on the top, or no, that's the next. Yeah, one. we're not yeah, even. What am I yeah, about? see exactly. I'm getting that's all confused. That's how forgettable this shit yeah, is. This was stupid as shit. I was thinking because Wahoo McDaniel and then Greg Valentine. Right, 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 right. Um, which fuck it, let's just go into the next match then. Uh, we got. Wait, wait. Tell me who did win though. Uh, uh, yeah, this was. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Bob Orton and Dirty Dick. 
They okay. won. Let me see how, because I forgot too, because it's a real forgettable match. Uh, I'll just pin them after a suplay. After a suplay? Yeah, that's it. Just pin them after a suplay. Oh, man. It's going to be suplay from here on out, I feel yeah. like. Uh, we get, yeah. We get another Ric Flair promo. Or this yep. is the first Ric Flair promo. Yeah, he, he's been in the background a couple of times. This is before he was fancy enough to fix his unibrow. Right. And this he is also a... pre-Woo era. He did it, but it was very subdued. It wasn't. It wasn't he didn't do it until woo! he was out of the ring. Yeah, yeah, he didn't do it until yeah. he was in the ring. And it was a much more subdued yeah. woo. It hasn't been like his calling card yet. Um, but this is one where uh, they, it's like a combo interview because they got Flair and then we get uh, Youngblood and Steamboat in. Yeah. And um, I wrote down that Youngblood sounds like he's on Xanax. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't know. Like, his speech is like n- not super slurred as if someone's just drunk, but it, it, he's it, just super, like, lethargic. Sounding. Yes. Like, like, like someone who's on a barbiturate. Yeah. Or just woke up from a nap. <laughs> Or is on a Xanax nap, which is (laughs) just walking around and still doing shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then also, uh, they call him Rick Steamboat in here, and I found that very weird. Rick Steamboat. Because they call him Ricky later, and he's introduced as Ricky Steamboat, but in this they call him Rick. Everyone just calls him Rick. It'd be like if somebody said Ricky Flair. Or Ricky Rude. Ricky Rude. It doesn't work. No. It does not work. Once once you've, like... And that's a thing I like to do sometimes for fun. You know, you say shit like, uh, yeah. you dig Jonathan Cash. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, once yeah, yeah. you know it as one yeah. thing, to say the other, it's so, it really is weird. Yeah. And yeah. so when they said Rick Steamboat, I go, huh? <laughs> <laughs> is Who that a the different hell is guy? Rick Steamboat? Uh, and then they cut to, uh, they're trying to interview, Barbara's trying yeah. to interview Dusty, and the, the no mic's mic. cutting out. No mic. And they... Leave it on so long as if to say, no, no, like, as I, I imagine there is somebody in the, yeah. you know, director's in the court. booth. We're going to get it. No, yeah. we're going to get it. Stay, stay on, on him. Stay on him. Stay on him. Stay on him. We're going to get 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 him. And then he's getting picked up by, like, a, a, a another yeah. mic, so you it's can just, hear some of it. You just hear him going, This is going to be a great match, Dave. And it's like, if, if the... whoever wins, I'm going to challenge for the world <laughs> championship, baby. Yeah. But you don't, the... like, know really what he's saying. And if the commentators would shut the fuck up long <laughs> enough, you would yeah. have been able to just But they just him. keep going, well, we're obviously having technical difficulties here. It's like, shut up. And shut it's just Dusty just pointing and yelling, but you yeah. can't hear what he's saying. Perfect. But um, this is also halfway through. Yeah. Uh, so this will be a perfect time for us to take a, uh, a quick commercial break. Daddy. Daddy, we'll take a quick commercial break. Quick commercial break, baby. (laughs) Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Two Planet Productions is a team comprised of some of the most talented wedding photographers, videographers, and production designers with over 20 years of combined experience in the industry. Besides working with some of the most beautiful brides in the world, they have also produced content for commercial businesses and nonprofit organizations such as the Tulsa Mayor's Office, the Arts and Humanities Council of Tulsa, Tulsa Lifestyle Magazine, Rocklahoma, and musical acts such as the Deftones. Members of their staff and of the Two Planet team have won multiple Couples Choice Awards and Best of the Best Awards from The Knot, Wedding Wire, and were part of the team that was voted People's Choice for Best Photographers from Tulsa People Magazine 2013. Two Planet Productions remains the most affordable group of fun, professional artists to entrust your life's most precious moments to. www.twoplanetproductions.com. Find them on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, or call 918-280-8528. And... We have an exclusive deal that you can only get if you listen to the Channel 4.5 Network. If you tell them that we sent you, you will receive a free single-session shoot with the purchase of any wedding package. That's a $500 value 
for free. That free session could be an engagement, bridals, first anniversary photos, or anything else that you want to be saved and captured forever. And welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're still talking about Starcade '83. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Fifth uh, match. Fifth match. This is Charlie <laughs> Brown from Out of Town. Charlie Brown from Out of Town uh, versus the Great Kabuki, which is a crazy, awesome-looking Japanese dude who um, would always spit out this uh, green mist. He was the very first to to pioneer the green mist, which was then uh, adopted by. Kinji Mota, the great Mota, and then by one mm. of my all-time favorite wrestlers, Yoshihiro Tajiri, uh-huh. adopted it from him. And now his hands are constantly just caked in green. Yeah, yeah, he comes out and it's just, it's just covered all, in all, green. It's kind of gross. Yeah. It's, but I, it, I wrote down. I would rather have green mist than Abdullah's hep C blood. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, cover me in green mist head to toe. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I wrote down, what is the green mist? And then I wrote, oh. Probably Ecto Cooler. <laughs> God damn it. Yes, that one period in the 80s where it was available. And then again in the late 90s when the show came back on. I don't think it was available in 83. I but, don't uh, think so. Yeah, oh go, when did go, Ghostbusters came out in 85, I think. So. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> he, he, had, he had it before it came out. It came out in Japan first, as most things do. And it was called Super Ultra Mega Ecto Cooler. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, great, great Kabuki. Big comes out with fan. Gary Hart. Yeah. Who I wrote down, Gary Hart has Telly Savalas' head <laughs> with Dr. <laughs> Phil's mustache and Tim Curry's eyes. Yes. Like, he has the, yes. he has eyes that are just super weird and he's intense like, and he's like a, crazy looking. a serial killer. Or, or you remember in the Truman Show when he, like, had all those magazines and he was cutting out the face of the woman that he saw? <laughs> like, that looks like somebody did that for Gary Hart. <laughs> like, they saw him one night and then just put, like, he looks like he's the amalgam. A, he, yeah, he's a collage of yes. other people's face, <laughs> yes. facial features. He's very strange, and he's super tall. Super tall. And, he, yeah, he's, he's bald. Much taller than the great Kabuki. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, super weird. So, also, downtown Charlie Brown uh, is a wrestler by the name of Jimmy Valiant, who had a great uh, secondary career when he went back to the Indies, because he got real fucking weird, and now, he, I think he still wrestles. He's in his 70s, but he is, like, absolutely covered in tattoos. Like, on his fucking forehead, all his arms, legs, just fucking covered. And he still does, like, hardcore, craziest shit matches. But he's super fun to watch. That's weird. I thought it was uh, Billy Gibbons in a mask. <laughs> he does have that long beard. He's got super long hair and super long beard, but he wears a mask. And I wrote, with that much hair and beard, yeah. do you need a mask? Yeah, right? Like, I figure people are going to be able to, like... You're not covering very much yeah. up. And also, yeah, people are still going to know it's you. Yes, yeah. You're like... I recognize all that hair and beard because I only know of three people that have <laughs> much of that. Yes. And three, the other two of them, I don't know personally. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure that's you, James Valiant. <laughs> yeah, fucking uh, trickster. <laughs> uh, He's Trixie. What is... Oh, no. I was trying, I was trying to think of... Uh, uh, what's his name's name in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? But that was Eddie Valiant. Eddie Valiant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's his yeah. cousin. Yeah, cousin Eddie. <laughs> oh boy oh boy um, i could not i could not wrap my brain around why that character had a mask well this i don't know either but this was a title versus mask match right so uh 
uh, Jimmy Valiant's title was on the line. Charlie Brown. Charlie, sorry, Charlie Brown from out of town's title was on the line. Uh, if he won, he would lose the title. But if Kabuki won, or he would retain the title. If Kabuki won, uh, Valiant Charlie Brown would have to take off his mask. Right. So I'm guessing I couldn't find. There's not even really on Wikipedia any. Like re like any backstory on why on this feud or why so I have no idea. They made it up that morning. Yeah. <laughs> by the Here, way, put you, this mask on. By the way, you guys are feuding. <laughs> yeah. You're wearing a mask now. Also, this guy doesn't speak any English. It's gonna be real fun. So out of this 11 minute match, nine minutes of it is gonna be him jumping off the top rope and putting you in an iron claw for no reason. He's also gonna have red hot ecto cooler in his mouth that he's been holding, <laughs> holding in there for like, all day. All day. He got <laughs> off the plane with it in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. And he's eventually going to spit it out at people. Sometime. So it's mostly saliva at this point. Yes. <laughs> just <laughs> green just, saliva. Uh, just enough ecto-cooler to make it still green. But it's going to counteract all Ad- Abdullah's blood. So We hope. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, two hep C's make a right, yeah. right? <laughs> Japanese people have acidic spit, don't they? I think. That's where, yeah. Something them, like that. Them and the xenomorphs from Alien. They That's have right. That, yeah. Yes. <laughs> they have acidic spit and blood. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, this, like, on, the, the majority of this match was just Kabuki jumping off the top rope to grab Charlie Brown's head. Mm-hmm. Like, jumping off the top rope is going to make that any more devastating. Yeah. It was a it's... dumb fucking match. <laughs> Real dumb, real dumb. Real yeah. fucking and dumb. And Charlie Brown wins yes. from a just normal-ass elbow drop. Just Not a, off the top rope. Nope. Just off the mat, a flat elbow. Not even like not even like any like Dusty Rhodes bionic yeah. spin yeah, yeah. to it. Just, no wind-up. Nope. Just a, a boring-ass elbow just an drop. elbow. And then that gets the three against the crazy face-painted green mist <laughs> spitting yeah. the great the Kabuki. The great Kabuki. Not so great. No. Boy, oh boy, was it was it weak. We get another promo from Dusty after this. Big Dust. Every second of these promos is awkward and awful. Yes. Every second yes, of them. Yes, as much as I love Dusty. And 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 this I got really excited for this because our show is named after Ric Flair's Styling catch and profiling. Friends. Yeah. And I've been very excited to get to Ric Flair. Yes. Um I love Ric Flair. But this was not the Ric Flair we knew. No. This is no. early Ric Flair. So subdued. This is not this is not Ric Flair doesn't become the Ric Flair we know and love until the Four Horsemen. Right. Until That's when he, he really becomes his mind. Jet flying, limousine <laughs> riding, right. styling and profiling Ric Flair. That's the Four Horsemen era Ric Flair that we, went on to We know and love. Yes. <laughs> this early Ric Flair, while great, just doesn't have He's that still charisma. Still great in the ring, yeah. absolutely. His Does match not just is wonderful. Doesn't like, quite great. Doesn't quite have that character, that charisma down. Oh, no, not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. But uh, he gets there. He gets yeah. there. We get Harley Race doing the classic old man point with your middle finger. <laughs> yes. Which I love because I'm like he is giving him the finger. Just uh-huh, I see uh-huh, it. I see uh-huh. it. I can see yeah. it. And that's, I think that's he has, o- he's got carpal tunnel. Well, no, because he changes it up. He switches oh, does he? it up. Okay. He points with other fingers. He, at one <laughs> just, point, he uses the index finger. Uh-huh. At one point, he uses the pinky. He leaves the ring finger out because it's hard to point with your ring right. finger. You can point with the other ones right. pretty easily. Uh, so the thumb and the ring finger kind of get left out. But he uses three of five Yeah, yeah. in one yeah. interview. He knocks out three <laughs> of five fingers to point with, and it was real weird. And then I wrote that uh, even poor Dusty Rhodes' interviews, when the mic's even working, not that good. It's still pretty rambling. I love you, Dust, but got to get it together, man. Seemed like he didn't really know what he wanted to say. Uh, But I'm excited because I believe it's in Starcade 85, leading up to Starcade 85. 
it might not be in a pay-per-view. We might not see it, but the Hard Times promo. Yeah. The classic Dusty Rhodes, Hard Times, baby. Yeah. Which is a great promo because, uh, spoilers, but next time he loses the belt um, to Ric Flair, and he gives this promo, the Hard Times promo, look it up, where he says, uh, basically every economic woe that America is facing at the time is because Ric Flair stole his title. <laughs> he says, <laughs> that's it. He's like, he's like, Ric Flair put hard times on Dusty Rhodes in America. Ric Flair put hard times on the people of the USA. When they, you, a man, work a job for 30 years, and they give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, guess what? A computer took your place, daddy. That's hard times. Textile workers out of this country out of work. Automotive workers out of work. That's hard times, and that's all Ric Flair's fault. It's fucking amazing. That is It incredible. is fucking amazing. I don't think we're going to get to see it, so please look it up and watch it. I, I'm going to. Yes. I'm going to watch the shit out of that. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm going to do another side episode where I just watch Dusty promos. That's it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so now we get to the sixth match. Sixth match. This is the dog collar match. Dog collar match. Uh, against uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper and Greg, whose face is somehow tinier Valentine. I, it, the mullet was a little shorter, it which was. I think kind of wasn't. It was it it wasn't the the '80s mullet yet. It was the '70s Luke Skywalker hair. Yeah, yeah. It was very much, but still a little bit longer in the back. A little bit longer. <laughs> he actually got to go to Tashi Station and hung out there, and his he hair his grew a little converters. bit. Yes, and his hair grew a little bit. He stayed with the Uncle Owen and Aunt Maru. The, the fucked up thing about the power converters is that they made his facial features smaller. Yes. And gave yeah, him that's the problem. Face. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was bullseyeing those Womp Rats with his T-16, and he had to, you know, had to have those smaller eyes to concentrate. Um, yeah, I wrote down that uh, Valentine manages to still look pretty much exactly the same yeah, all the time. Yeah, really doesn't change, just different hair. They're describing the chain. The uh, yes. announcers are describing the chain. And at one point, the one who's trying to be Howard Cosell uh, says, uh, a lot of you will be familiar with the phrase cow chain. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no. No. I'm not. No, we're not not familiar with that. No. Uh a cow. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. I right. imagine it's a chain that you put now, around a cow. Okay, hold on though, because I've lived my entire life here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. In the, yeah, and I, I live primarily in a suburb, a small town by Tulsa called Bixby, which is mostly farmland. Mm-hmm. I've seen cows every day of my life. I have never once seen a chain on a cow. No, why are you chaining up these cows? Why cows are supposed to roam free and unless eat. You're, unless unless it's veal and then it's a calf. Right, but that would be called a calf chain. Right, exactly. But and even even then, they're not chained. They're just in a cage yeah. so small that they can't get up. Mm, real sad. Which it might be, but you ever had veal? It's so good. Oof. So fucking good. Oof, look, we make uh, sacrifices. You know, <laughs> I love cows. They're great. They're just giant dogs. Nope, moving on. I don't want to get destroyed. I will never be a vegetarian, though, because they taste too goddamn good. I can't. Nope. I can't. I am trying to give up pig, though, because I feel real bad about pigs, because pigs are super smart. Are they? Yes, pigs are some like aside from dolphins and humans, they're like the smartest animal, huh? and I feel bad eating them. But they ain't smart enough to avoid their own. I feces. feel bad eating them, but I could eat sausage every fucking day. For what did he say in uh, Pulp Fiction? I'm not eating anything that's not smart enough to disregard its own feces. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this so is- yeah, this is a do- <laughs> this is this is a dog collar match, which means they take two dog collars tied by a chain and put them around each of the opponent's it's competitors. R- Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Rowdy Rowdy Piper. And Greg Valentine. And it's great because it starts off, they put the chain on, and then they both just start trying to pull the other with the force of their neck. And, and I wrote just... neither of them thinking about how incredibly dangerous right. that is. If you fucking twerk that neck, you're done, you're buddy. You're Yeah. And then all these, mat- or the, some of these moves they're doing throughout the match, I'm like, 
one fucking thing goes wrong Dude. and your neck is fucked. Yeah, they do some. This and match they are like hitting each other with that chain. This match is fucking brutal. brutal. This is uh, definitely the bloodiest match. Yeah. And at the, one and the point. Most, the one where you know that they're really taking a lot because yeah. there is no way to fake no, that. There's no way to fake. Because that chain, that's a real chain. Whipping him with the fucking chain. My, favorite, like, part, my favorite part is when Rowdy gets Valentine in the corner and then wraps the chain around the ring post and then jumps <laughs> outside and pulls it so it's just choking the shit out of him. It's and, great. And you're like, he probably legit can't <laughs> breathe right now. Yeah. It's fucking phenomenal. Uh, uh, they talk about, at the beginning of this match, one of the part of the feud is that Valentine uh, fucked up Rowdy's ear. Yes. Fucked his ear up, and he couldn't hear out of it for a while. And so at some one point in the match, he's whipping him with the chain and busts his ear open again. Yeah. And it looks fucking god awful. he's like, yeah, he's wrapping the chain around his fist and yeah. punching him in the ear. Yeah. And you know that there's... Even though, like, he's doing the the wrestling right. punch, it's you, still the no, chain that, is that still connected. Got to be like, yeah, grazing his ear so, over and over again. I've I've probably had to have stitches a lot more, but I've only actually gotten stitches one time in my life, and it was when I was I think fifteen, fourteen or fifteen, and my brother threw a ping pong paddle at me, and it hit me just right. It ripped my ear in half. Yeah, I had to get nine stitches in my ear. It was just hanging down like a fucking piece of bread, and it was just like. <laughs> So trust me That's when I tell you, trust me when I tell you that ear injuries fucking Dude, suck. No, no, I've gotten hit in the ear. It fucking it hurts. fucking hurts. I took a baseball to the ear once, and I was surprised. That, like, I got lucky that it was yeah. just during a game of, of catch during warm-up. Right. Yeah, not a real and hard not, throw. Yeah, not like from a, a hit yeah. Or, or, yeah, like yeah. a pitch. Yeah. But um, just that, like, I, I couldn't hear properly for a day yeah. or two. Um, I really thought there was going to be like permanent damage. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, dude. and it's just incredibly painful. Yeah, and then you're lucky, like if you don't break the fucking cartilage in there, right? Then you get cauliflower right. ear, which I'm surprised I didn't. You can definitely like the scar is very noticeable. Yeah, but nothing no. like real bad came out of That's it. That's crazy. Was good. I remember we went to the doctor. Cauliflower ear is fucking yeah. gnarly. We went to the doctor and they laid me down on the table and they gave me the the numbing shot, uh-huh. which hurt worse than Always actually does. the ripping. Yeah. But they gave me the numbing shot, and then my ear filled up with blood. Ooh. So I'm laying on one side of my head, so my ear's closed, and then the other ear's filled with blood. So you can't hear shit. Can't, I, everything sounds like it's underwater. Uh-huh. And my parents at the time, this is when our business was really starting to take off, and so my mom's talking to the doctor, and I, I just hear underwater she's trying to sell him a pallet of stone <laughs> for his backyard to build a little pergola or something out of. And Never like, stop God working, baby. damn it. Never stop working, yeah. baby. But uh, I was real pissed off for a while, but that summer... I don't know if I necessarily believe in karma, but I definitely think this was karmic payback for my brother. Yeah. Because we were at my aunt's lake house, and he went sliding down this hill to get to the water. And uh, my brother is deathly allergic to poison ivy. And somewhere on that hill was a swatch of poison ivy, and he had it from his ankles to his neck in his ass crack. Oof. And he had to get shots and injections and creams for a whole month, and I was just living it up. What's your brother's name? Wes. Suck it, Wes. Suck it, Wes. You fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Does he listen to the show? No, I he doesn't so. give a shit. <laughs> Why not? Eh, right. I don't know. He's got a family and shit. Oh, dumb. <laughs> I have one too. What's his excuse? <laughs> yeah. I wrote down uh, Valentine's got a great flop. I think we've talked about it before. Yeah, yeah, that that delayed bump. Great, yeah. great flop. Um, Where you're just like, dude, you're giving yourself so many concussions. Yeah, <laughs> just throwing your fucking face to yeah. the mat. So this is the second longest match on the card. Sixteen minutes. 
and all of it is fucking brutal. Yeah, I wrote, punch him in the ear with a chain? <laughs> I had to write like four or five question marks. Yeah. Like, God Jesus damn. Christ. So much blood. So much fucking blood. Uh, Piper wins. Yeah. By, uh, of all the way. This was another one. There's like no disqualifications. Yeah. But there's a referee in to, to make the count. And yet he's like constantly like, hey, don't do that. Right. Even though you can really do anything you want. Shut the fuck up. Just count whenever <laughs> I pin him. Yeah. But then Roddy yeah. gets him down, and then instead of holding his leg, he wraps it, uh, the chain yeah. around it and uh, hooks his leg that way and yeah. gets the pinfall. It's fucking and then uh, And then there's just more more blood and then, yeah. and then a little bit of fanfare. Roddy yeah. dancing around the ring, bleeding all over the place. <laughs> bleeding all over it. <laughs> um, we get another flare promo. Another flare promo. Boring as fuck. A lot of fucking perf- – a lot of Tony Schiavone just being weird. I, I firmly believe that if you took all of the interviews out of this show, it would, it would have be an been hour and a half less. Yeah. I think it would have been one solid hour of matches. There's only eight matches. Right. And the longest one is the Flair Harley, and that's 25 minutes. And listeners, if you, you know, if you watch the WWE Network frequently, you know that as you have the progress bar uh-huh. at the bottom of the screen, got, you can, you can see the beginning, of the, or the beginning and end of each match. Yeah. And on this one, I was really dumbfounded because I saw the end of the last match yes. and then a big, 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 yeah. big space. Uh, about 10 or 15 minutes. It's almost 20, yeah. I believe. Yeah. 20 minutes after... The main event, and we'll yeah, get there. So. We'll talk about it. So, yeah. Um, I, th- I was like, what the fuck happens at yeah. the end? Yeah. Which that leads us into our uh, second to last match, match oh, number oh, seven. Wait, hold on. Before that, there's another Barbara Cleary interview. Oh, you're right. Where she's interviewing Don, uh, what's his name, that uh, was teamed up with Sergeant Slaughter. Fucking. Uh, Don, Don, da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Uh, and he. She's asking him who's going to win in the Briscoe Brothers versus Youngblood and Steamboat match. And he tries to say Briscoe and says, I believe, Grizzbro. Grizzbro. And it made me laugh real hard. (laughs) And I don't don't really know why. Grizzbro. Because there was a lot of missteps and fuck-ups with people's words in this. But that was the one that just really made me giggle. (laughs) When he goes, "Uh, the the Grizzbro Brothers. (laughs) All right, <laughs> the, the Grizz Bros. Yep, them sounds old, like a couple uh, of like couple of couple of Grizzly bands. Yeah, a couple like of Grizzly Bros. The Grizz Bros. The Grizz Bros. <laughs> that, that could be our tag team. The Grizz Bros. We do look quite grizzly, yeah, I mean, but we're, we're not. We're, we're, we're not, not like bears. bears. We're not bears, <laughs> but we could be. And we're especially not Chicago Bears because they fucking suck. <laughs> you heard it from me, Chicago Bears fan. I don't know anything about real sports, so yeah. yeah. Take, to, take Zampino's word for it. They got to quit fucking sucking it up. <laughs> Stinking up the joint. So that leads us into match number seven. Woo! Tag team championship. Rick Steamboat. Yep. Rick, Rick Steamboat. And <laughs> Jay, Jay Youngblood. Xanax uh, I, I guy. Forgot, I forgot to look if he was... On Xanax? Uh, no, if, he, if him and Mark Youngblood. <laughs> I'm oh, assuming him and Mark Blood have to be, yeah. I bet there's a lot of Youngbloods. Maybe. <laughs> I, I don't think they are. I think it's just see, shit. There's a lot. That's like Smith. <laughs> yeah, oh, just boy. the Native American version of I don't, Johnson. I don't want to have said that. <laughs> <laughs> I somehow feel like I fucked up. <sighs> boy, oh boy. All right. So yeah, Jay Youngblood, Rick Steamboat versus the Briscoe Brothers, which are Jack and Jerry. Jack and Jerry Briscoe AKA from Stillwater, Gerald. Oklahoma. Yeah. Which one of them had a role in the WWF that later? That is Gerald Briscoe. What was his role? Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson uh-huh. were Vince's cronies. 
That's when right. during the whole Mr. McMahon That's feud right. with Steve Austin attitude era, they were his cronies and yes. they were fucking great. Also, uh, side note on Pat Patterson. Pat Patterson was one of the first openly gay professional wrestlers. Oh. Back in the 80s, he came out, and it was a big deal, and, you know, good for him. But there's also a lot of stories where he might have been a piece of shit and molested a lot of wrestlers. Roddy Piper talked about it a little before he died. Yeah. Some heavy shit. Well, then I'm also like, how did he survive in a a world that's so noted? He was tough as fuck. very homophobic. He was tough as fuck. Like, you know, Hulk Hogan don't like no gay people. No. No. (laughs) You don't like a lot of people, yeah. actually. There hasn't been that many. I'm sure there's been quite a handful of, you know. Closeted gays. Right, but there's only been wrestlers. a few. There was him. There was uh, Chris Canyon, who came out and then unfortunately killed himself, and he was really good. And there was a guy who is out with injury right now, but named Darren Young, who's out. and He's really good. I really like him a lot. But, uh, yeah, he's out with injury right now. They did have him teamed up with um, um, Bob Backlund as his oh, manager. Oh, God. Yeah, it was really good. Bobby Backlund. Yeah. Fucking wackadoo. Dude, I can't wait to get to him. Oh, we've got... Didn't we not have him on anything yet? Oh, we did. We had him once already, yes. But I can't wait to get to his 1994 run when he came back. That's going to be the good shit. Yes, just staring at his hands (laughs) all the time. Um, I'm a nutbag. I've lost it. This match was the most boring match I might have ever seen in my life. Super boring. And I love Rick Steamboat. And the Briscoes were really good back in the day. But this match just fucking... Dog shit. Oh yeah, it's real bad, and a lot of it I think was the Briscoes. Yeah, like they, they were real both slow. They looked out of shape, yeah. and they looked yeah just sloppy. Yeah. Uh, didn't 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 understand why mm. they are like supposed to be like a well known wrestling name. They were they were in the early eighties and the late seventies. The Briscoes were. Huge. This is the early eighties. Well, earlier eighties. The Briscoes were fucking <laughs> the, huge. The two years that yeah. preceded yeah. this. The late seventies, early eighty. Yikes. Yeah. Um, this is the match where I actually wrote down that the commentator is making me feel like it's 1967. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he, there's a part where he, uh, the Briscoes keep, keep doing the classic tag team yeah. bit where they like, will tag and then double team you for a few seconds and then, and then the other guy tag, will get back yeah. out. And then Youngblood and Steamboat pull that off uh-huh. and he says, they're taking a page out of their own chapter. <laughs> Uh, Close, but no cigar. Taking a page out of their own chapter. Uh huh. Jesus Christ. Right. Was uh, that souffle guy? Or first was that off, the other guy? first off, the phrase you're going for took a page out of their book. Doesn't right? But he's and also he says their own. Yeah. So took a page not only out of their own book, but presumably the chapter they wrote about themselves. Or did they only get one chapter in right. this book? <laughs> yeah. But, but why would way, they need to take a page out of their own chapter? Yeah, like I don't know, get like giving them a, a taste of their own medicine is yeah, better. For yeah, anything. like real bad, uh, bad use of words for a guy that sounds so professional. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope we don't have to see more of him, but I'm oh, sure we will. Fucking hope not. Uh, oh, there's a part where the uh, the the guest referee is. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name now. Fucking big, huge guy. Yeah. Um, and after the match, Angelo Mosca. Angelo Mosca. Uh, after the match, Jay Youngblood and Ricky Steamboat win. They're the new champs, mm-hmm. but uh, the Briscoe brothers start beating him up afterwards. Yeah. Chaos ensues. There's a part where one of the Briscoes is on the top rope. He's going to go jump off yeah. on someone, and the referee catches him. Tries to, you know, he's supposed yeah, to just yeah, catch yeah. him out of midair, but he 
There's too much momentum yeah. because one of the Briscoes is a fucking fat fuck. <laughs> Gerald. <laughs> Gerald, you fatty, you <laughs> fat fucker. <laughs> this is two fat guys saying yeah, it, so it's, it's all okay, right. We can, say we can fat shame people. We can fat shame fat pieces of shit like us because we're fat pieces of shit. <laughs> not really, guys. It's not okay. <laughs> we are joking. Yeah. But anyways. We're very so skinny and <laughs> His spelt. momentum. And, and uh, what's the reverie's name again? Mark? Uh, Ange- Angelo, Angelo Mosca. Angelo, big fucking big guy, dude. huge. You like, think yeah. he's gonna catch him with ease? Nope. Nope. They both fall, and I'm like, oh shit, someone's <laughs> about to get really hurt yeah. because they both it's a bad fall. They both fall almost on top of yeah. the other two people. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. And yeah. then they both stood up, and I was like, ah. <laughs> even if they had, like, fallen, I went from real concerned to real disappointed. Even if they had fallen and broken everyone's neck, I still would have been like, hmm. Piper and Valentine was more brutal. Yep. Oh, like yeah, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because that was supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after this match, then, so. Uh, yeah, the credits? This is, this is two and a half hours into, and we get all, like, the technical credits. And it's in that 80s, like, font with just, like, the red and then the white, or the white, white letters, red line, yellow name. Yes. And it just, it's the director and the camera operators and all this shit. But the fucking Howard Cosell guy yes. is talking about every yes, single Yes, everyone one. that comes up. Oh my god, I thought maybe he's just gonna do it for the director and producers, yeah. the, the big people. No, but down, to, nope. down to the fucking, like, key grit. Everybody. <laughs> Which I don't know if that was actually a thing that I don't used. think it was. But... Uh yeah, I wrote, he's gonna talk about everybody, everybody, and, and then, that goes on for like ten fucking minutes of yeah. credits. And then and then uh, we had to find out the uh, remote facilities uh, provided <laughs> yes. by Nemo, Nemo, uh, which like, had their found, own title code. They, they found Nemo. <laughs> God damn it! Way before he got lost. You son of a bitch. Oh fuck around. Then we get another promo. I um, want to play. So we get we go to the back. Yes. Okay. Good. And uh, we get a little interview with Ric Flair, and then we get the interview. With Charlie Brown, Charlie from, Brown out from Out of Town. Town. And I want you to pay attention to his breathing, because I, honest to God, thought he was oh. about to hyperventilate. And <laughs> yeah, listen to this. <laughs> the new NWA TV champion, Charlie Brown from Out of Town. I feel good, Brock, give me kiss. I love it, Daddy. We're going to do it. First of all, I want to tell all my people, all my brothers and sisters, I did it for you. This belt goes back to the people. Secondly, I did it for Jimmy the Boogeyman Valiant. And third, for Charlie Brown of Out of Town. Woo! We did it. He couldn't Stop even it. say from Out of Town. I found a time. Also, he says he did it for Jimmy the Boogeyman Valiant. Which is who Him. he is. Yes. Yes. I did it for me. I did it for me. And for Charlie Brown from out of town. Charlie Brown from out of town. He, tur- <laughs> he turned into fucking, uh, what's his name? Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. <laughs> Charlie Brown from out of town. God damn it. I Slow literally down, like. Fella. You gonna die. Hold on. Okay, hold on. I need to find it again because I want to keep this going because I want to play. Uh, this is one where they were just like, uh, who else is in the room? Come on, get in here. Yeah, Let's... I want to I I play a bit of Piper's promo here, We need more too. interviews. We need more interviews. We've only had 35 interviews yeah. in the show. Because Piper, I don't know if maybe they numbed him for his ear or something, but when he first starts talking, he sounds fucking out of it. Yeah, yeah. And then, and Charlie then Brown, Youngblood, Youngblood yeah. as well. Out of town, yeah. certainly a very happy man, and this man's a very happy man, but he's also a man that's very, very cut and very bruised this time, Roddy. Come here, get close. Come here. Hey, Valentine, is that the best you can do, huh? You say, you say your strategy was to take away all my hair, and you see what you forgot is you got one more year to go! 
I'll beat you fair and square, Starcade 1983! The next thing, Valentine, that United States heavyweight title, brother, that's mine! Huh? Uh, his, I What'd noticed his, his top lip doesn't move. Yeah. The entire time, he's just talking with his lower jaw and bottom lip. He had a very oddly placed stroke. Yes. <laughs> uh, like Jim a, Ross. Can you play a little bit of Young Blood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roddy, Roddy Piper. Roddy, Roddy Piper. Let's bring in right now the new world's tag team champions, Jay Youngblood and Ricky Steamboat just concluded, and what a match, gentlemen. I'll tell you what. The first time was one of the greatest feelings in the world, but number five, unprecedented number five. That's right, we beat the world tag team champions, not for the first, fourth, but for the fifth time. That's right, that's right. It goes down in the world record books. Youngblood and Steamboat, number one, again, on the top of the charts all over the world. On top of the charts? Uh, it felt what? good the first time, but number five is right. Presented five, not one, not four, but five times. Not one, four, five times. <laughs> Set a tie with a pooty tie. Set a tie with a pooty tie. Oh boy, these uh, guys were all fucked. That uh, movie was directed by Louis C.K. and that weirds me out. Which one, pooty tang? tang? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I forgot it was. With first time felt good, five time. That's right. I put it five, five time. time. Not one, not four, but five time. First time, not ten time. Kids, my boys, ten times, huh? Oh god! Yikes! Then we get a uh, this is Dusty's ringside interview where it's like uh-huh. Dusty and three eighties bro. Dusty just bunch of random rando dudes. And then uh, then right after that happens, no, it's three three ladies. That's, no, that's when right. That's who asking was, yeah. them who they were gonna win, and then he psychs them out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna tell you. I ain't gonna tell you, bitches. Uh, so then uh, just to remind us that it's 1983 after this interview we get the blurry line that floats down the screen repeatedly the thing you see on all your home videos yes and then that happens and then ooh it gets worse because the whole screen gets fuzzy for a minute and I was like oh shit they didn't fucking edit this part out for the the replays because there wasn't anything happening at the time it wasn't really yeah it was real bad and then i wrote the national anthem now Now. before the main event not before the whole ceremony matches in main event sung by i couldn't i didn't know who it was by some fat guy fat southern guy fat southern guy and then no fucking spotlight on him just in the dark spotlight on the flag it's funny because they had the flag and they panned down and you could see the dude's silhouette. Right. Like they wanted him in the shot underneath the American flag, but they didn't put a fucking he was spotlight not lit on him. at all. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> uh, also, he was, was not very good. No. Uh, I'm going to throw that right He out was there. no Pavarotti. No. Um, he, <laughs> <laughs> the only he other was, fat he singer was I could think of. Paparotti. Like a popper, you know? like Dr. Pepperotti. Ooh. Pepperoni. <laughs> oh, Dr. Pepperoni. Oh, my God. Because he was fat. <laughs> Pepperoni, uh, yeah, wow. Uh, then Flair's music the longest goddamn intro. Flair's music plays in its entirety, in its entirety. to the end. Rick Flair. Then you see Rick Flair. Rick Flair's entrance music. For those of you that might not know, it's a great piece of classical classical music. It's the uh, 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 music that they play in two thousand one. A Space Odyssey. Um, hold on, I'm going to look it up real quick here so you know. Woo! 
because it's long. And they play all of it. Every second. They play it and then just... By now, he should be walking down to the ring. Yeah. No. It's playing in its entirety, and he doesn't come out. He waits until it's over. Then silence. Then fireworks. Then Then Ric Ric Flair. Yes. Really milking it. And then he still takes like 10 goddamn minutes to get to the ring. Then we go to Harley Race. Who's just standing there. No music. No music. I think he was waiting for it. I think they cut to him way too early. Because he's like waiting in the wings for Flair to get done. Right. And then he's going to walk out, but they cut and he's just standing there. I think hands there on was also a lot of problems with like uh, oh, yeah. cues. Just yeah, overall with cues. Yeah. Because there was a lot of points where the ring announcer is waiting for what seems like a fucking eternity yes. in between announcing two yes. people. Yes. That are both in the fucking ring. Yeah, they're there. Just fucking go for it. And he's like waiting around and looking for someone to point at him and go, Yeah. Do it now, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> there was another point, too, with the uh, the ring announcer. I think it was after or before the uh, uh, Orton, Dirty Dick, Mark Youngblood, and uh-huh. uh, Wahoo McDaniel match. But he, he gives the announcement. Then as he's getting out of the ring, he remembers. He goes, Oh, also... Uh, I should note that Dusty Rhodes is here because he's going to challenge whoever wins the match tonight, blah, blah, blah. But so, his, yeah, see you later. Yeah, but his mic cuts out. Oh, so God. he's just standing one leg in the yes. ring, one leg on the apron, speaking Talking into, into a nothing. microphone that's not working. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's brutal. Super awesome. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Eighth match, main event, in a steel cage. In a steel cage, Harley Race versus Ric Flair. 30 minutes. Ric Flair's hair is blinding. So goddamn white. The blondest of the blonde. It's not yeah. even white. It's like, it's yellow white blonde. He looks like Will Ferrell in Zoolander. Uh, yeah. Like it, that color hair. Or, no, Will Ferrell in, uh, what was it, Eastbound and Down. Well, that, that he based his look <laughs> off Ric Flair. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and when the sp- when the spotlights are hitting his hair, it's literally it's yeah. blinding. Yeah, it it's looks like yeah. off of it like a helmet. Yeah, it looks like I imagine it looks like if you were to like look at an angel. <laughs> they, like just they, and also they introduce the poor guest referee yes. before this, and no one reacts. The entire crowd is like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" It's like a a, a classic old wrestler from yeah. from you know probably uh, at this case it'd have to be like the sixties. Gene Kaniski. Yeah, and so they yeah. introduce Gene Kaniski and. Crickets. Yeah. The audience nothing. is like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And every time they said his name, all I kept thinking of was Kaniki from Greece. <laughs> That's totally all in guy. my head. I Different guy, I know. But he had a rough go of it, he like did. many of our wrestlers that we talk about. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Conway, I yeah. believe is his name. Really, yeah, rough time that guy. Yeah. Check him uh, out on Celebrity Rehab, because <laughs> he was on that bitch. Uh, tell me more. Get <laughs> oh, it? Get no. it? Okay. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I did not at first, and now I feel real stupid. It's a Grease reference. Yeah, yeah. It's um, <laughs> this is one of he's one of those goddamn put the fucking hand under the shoulder referees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't like it. Yeah, this was this was a steel cage. Takes match. too much time. Thirty minutes long, and you felt all thirty minutes of because it because this and this is all the referee drove me in fucking sane uh-huh. in this match. No disqualification. Anything goes. He is literally only there to count an attempted pinfall. Yeah. And yet he is constantly 
breaking up yes, holds. It's a cage match. Cage matches are no stop, DQ. Yeah, trying to stop people from yeah. hitting them into the, the cage. Which, yeah. by the way, this is a very different steel cage than the very WWF. Different. This is just a chain link fence. Chain link fence, which, as you know, as a child, you can bounce off yeah, of fine. with little to no consequence yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, and yet these guys are like bloodying themselves yeah. up on this chain link fence. And it does well, sure, get bloody. It's got the sh- super sharp parts yeah. on top. Hit them up top. On yeah. top, sure. Yeah. But no, this is you're just not a chain trying link. to climb out. Yeah. This is just a fence in your backyard that they took down and put it on a wrestling ring. Although it did have posts in it. And it at one point, Ric Flair threw Harley Race into one of them and he hit yeah. his head on it. And it sounded yeah. real impressive. Yeah. Like yeah. I was like, ooh, shit. <laughs> he took all of that one. And yeah. It fucking probably hurt a lot. Having the special ref in the match was weird because every other cage match I've ever seen, there's no, they're always outside. They're not actually in the ring during right. the match. They're well, outside that's because to monitor. Our, the ones that we remember, right. they're trying to escape the cage. Exactly. In this one, this they're is just trying just, to pin him yeah. inside. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, in reality, he does not need to do anything no. except try but, yeah, and count But, yeah, he keeps to trying to break them up. They get locked up in the corner. He keeps counting one, two, like it's going to do anything. And at one point, he pulls Harley Race yes. off by his hair. Yeah, and then Harley shoves him. Yeah. Which, I mean, should no be a DQs. If, yeah, if you're going to break shit up, that should be a DQ. But right. Then he would have just point, retained the title. At one point, uh, Harley Race pulls one of my favorite things, which is the uh, the old uh, flip the four. Yes. The old flip the four. He's yep. got the figure four on, and you just turn it Turns it down. over. It reverses the pressure. Does it, though? No. 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 I don't think it does. But you act like it does. Oh, yeah. Uh, so fun. Uh, there's there's also a part where Harley Race uh, makes a headbutt, headbutt look real impressive. Yeah. Uh, where I was where like. Where he comes off, yeah. Where there's that one, and then there was one just where they're in the corner, both oh, that's standing. Right. That's right. And uh, it, it's a combination of of him pulling it off well, and then Flair selling. Uh-huh. You know, and both of them together made it made it look like they might have really collided their heads together. Yeah. Very hard. Yeah. And uh, that's no good. You can't do that to your brain. <laughs> you can't just bounce it around inside your skull like that. Yeah. That's bad news. That's what a concussion is, folks. Yep. Um. Yeah, when it, when he got when he was on the second rope and he did that diving, yeah, the diving yeah. headbutt. That always yeah. looked good. I, I think that on this one he really hit him. <laughs> yes, yes. Because he took a minute to shake off some cobwebs uh, that yeah. looked like they were real. <laughs> uh, Flair won this match by one of my favorite moves, which is when someone goes on the top rope and then you just grab them and throw them off. Uh huh. I love that. It looks it's it looks devastating, but it's great. Yep. Uh, that's how Flair wins. Just throws them off and then pins them. Right. And then I thought that fans were rushing into the cage. Yeah. But turns out it was other wrestlers. Other wrestlers. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, something's going down. <laughs> Where's security? Yeah. Which uh, we will get to there at uh, I think eighty f- the next one I think eighty four. That's uh, Flair versus Dusty in the steel cage. Uh, or no, this is later because this is Four Horsemen era. Flair wins the title off Dusty, and there is a legit riot. Fans mob, and they're press- they can't get out of the cage. The fans are holding the door closed, trying to climb up over it and get in there. It is a legit riot. Oh, fuck. It's amazing. Hooray. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say it's maybe 85, but I could be wrong. Nice. We'll get there. So, yeah. On a night called A Flair for the Gold, uh-huh. Ric Flair wins. <laughs> surprise fucking Imagine surprise. That. And yeah. then uh, a full-on speech in the ring, in the Rocky ring. Balboa yeah. style, being real quiet. Just and then he gets, you know, Adrian runs in uh-huh, there, yeah. his version of Adrian. his wife, and uh, and then twenty minutes of horse shit. Yeah, 
The announcers just talking about nothing. At one point, though, they do cut back to the locker room with Tony Schiavone, and he's interviewing multiple times. This time, he's interviewing Flair, and all the other wrestlers come in holding champagne. And at this point, Flair is still got an open wound on his forehead, gushing blood, and they start pouring champagne on it. Yeah, that has got to fucking hurt. And he's just—he's no 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 reaction whatsoever. He's trying. He's got to be tough. It's like, dude, that's got to sting. Yeah, man. And then Shivani gets all sprayed down, and then (laughs) Dust's like, "I'm not old enough to drink." I'm a child. Then Big Dust comes in, extends his hand, but Flair's got so much champagne and blood in his eyes, he doesn't see him at first. So Dusty's just left standing there with his <laughs> hand out going, congratulations, baby. But he doesn't fucking see him for like ten goddamn minutes. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And then finally, mercifully, it ends. It comes to a close. And we don't have to sit through credits because guess what? Already had. We already saw them. <laughs> they made sure you had to sit through yeah. that shit. They don't even give a sign off like, I'm Gordon Soli and yeah. I'm Bob it's just Connell. Like, it's just peace. Yeah, that's it. Black. It's done. Oh, wow. Starcade 83, guys. It ended just as abruptly as it began. So, yeah, Starcade 83, the earliest pay per view on the network. Uh, next time, if you want to watch along with us, we're going to be doing the follow-up, Starcade 84, the Million Dollar Challenge. That's right. Because on the line, this is Dusty versus Rick. Whoever wins not only gets a title, but gets a million, million dollar purse. Million bones. Yep. Uh, any plugs? Uh, Blue Well Comedy Festival That's coming right. up in September. Um, I, your illustrious host, Cam Porter, am part of one of the Oklahoma showcases on September 9th at the Sound Pony Show. It's a free show. No cover, no charge. Just come in and laugh. Uh, what about you, Zampino? I, the same day. Nice. Uh, my other podcast, Opinions Like A-Holes, with myself and Hilton Price, we are going to be doing our very first live recording. Nice. At the Blue Whale Comedy Festival. We've already lined up a couple of guests that I'm really excited Hell about, yeah. but I'm not going to tell you about them. All right. We got to uh, Our show's not free, but it is only $7. Not bad. Uh, no, we made sure it was under $10. Yeah. We wanted to you know, make sure people didn't feel like they were getting ripped off. Where's it happening? Uh, it's going to be at Chimera, 330. Uh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be the first uh, event of Saturday, which is you know the biggest day of the festival. That's when everything really happens mm-hmm. um super fucking excited about it we're gonna be playing games we're gonna have some cool prizes for people to win and uh i've been telling people on opinions like a-holes that if you listen to the show there's a secret gesture that will help you get picked uh, to play the game and i've decided that i'm gonna give a different one on this show oh shit so that i'll be able to know if you're in the audience because you listen to styling and profiling with or cam opinions. and zam right okay yeah. so there's gonna be a point in the show, where we're going to play the game that you guys will win prizes for. And I'm going to say something along the lines of, who wants to play a game, or are you ready to play a game? Something along those lines is going to yeah. let you know that I'm about, about to, to play come pick audience members yes. to, uh, and the, the guests will be playing on their behalf. Right. So I will be picking audience members for the guests to be playing on their behalf. And at that point, I want you, the listener, mm-hmm. when I say, are you ready to play a game, I want you to give me... A fucking sweet ass Ric Flair. Woo! Hell yeah. And then I will know. And I guarantee you, if you do that, especially if you're the only one that has the balls <laughs> to do it. The only person. You will get picked. You I hear that? I will 100% pick you. Go to the podcast recording. When he says he's going to play a game, give a hearty woo! That's right. And then make sure that uh, that you're willing to own up yeah. to it whenever I inevitably turn around and go, who did that? <laughs> <laughs> just to make sure, I'm going to throw this in there, just to make sure it's not just some random really hyper person that throws out a woo. Also throw up the four horsemen, That's four finger right. salute. Do the four finger. That's right. If you give me the finger, four horsemen and a woo. Which is the four horsemen salute is just four fingers, thumb tucked in, back of the palm, right. just four fingers. Hold that up, give a woo. 
you will get selected. That's right. You will get selected. And uh, I already know we have some cool prizes. Uh, I've been given uh, a couple of uh, uh, CDs from guests that nice. I'm going to be putting in there. Tony Romanello's new album is going nice. to be in there. It's really, really good. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that. That'll be uh, September 9th. And then uh, August 9th, I, I think I've, uh, I think I promoted it last episode. I can't remember. But uh, I was supposed to be in Oklahoma City July 26th through 29th yeah. with Dustin Ibarra. That was canceled. Uh, apparently, Dustin had another engagement that ah. probably paid him a lot more money. Anyway. Um, and so he had to cancel. So I will be in Oklahoma City the week of August 9th nice. through the 12th with uh, comedians Kevin Bozeman and Roy Haber. Nice. Both really funny guys. Looking forward to that. August so. 9th through the 12th, I will be uh, probably in my house watching wrestling yeah so if you want to do that with me i will live stream my set to you <laughs> yes to just you if you want to come to my house and watch wrestling just leave a five-star review on itunes and a comment the, saying and, you and then watch ask him if you can yes i will only respond to five-star reviews <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> uh so yeah that's it for me and yep. uh so we'll be back in two weeks with star 84 84 yes 84. sorry 84 adios peace Channel four and a half.